Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. Craig Council, welcome Cubs, pitchers, and catchers to camp on Wednesday by vowing to be direct with his players. You should have some anxiety. Like, if you're not, I think you're probably over it if you don't have the anxiety, right? Like, you're so, um, of course, you have some of it, but it's the good, it, there's the good kind and the bad kind. So, if, if that makes sense, and I think it's the good stuff. Um, I, I think I'm, I like being nervous in the dugout. Like, I, I think, like, that's when you're locked in, if that makes sense. You know, like there's there's a little you should be on a, on edge to get. That's you need to be on edge to get locked in. I think maybe that's how I do it. I guess, but I, I think that's how the right way to. That's for me. That's how it works for me. You just heard counsel admitting to having a little anxiety, but being locked in. What was your overall impression of counsel's first official day in a Cubs uniform? The more he talks, the more you want to hear. He definitely has something to say. What I like about Craig Council is what I think I've said before in a very small sample size. He only got hired in November. I don't think that we're quite used to seeing him in a Cub uniform yet. I think we're going to have an adjustment phase, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But Craig Council will change the Cubs more than the Cubs will change Craig Council. You hope? (laughs) Well, yes, because I don't want him to change anything about his approach. I'd like to hear him say about spring training to remind everybody out there who might be uh, anticipating a a panic attack after five straight losses to the Brewers split squad or whatever the case may be. Results don't matter in, in March or February or whenever they start to play the games. They don't matter. They don't matter if you throw a a dead fastball and it gets hit 450 feet because of the air in Arizona. It doesn't matter if Jamison Tyone stinks in spring training or Justin Steele doesn't look like the ace that we know he can be, Brandon. It doesn't matter if Dansby Swanson is 0 for 26. Results don't matter. Craig Council is going to be the consummate professional and the guy who's going to be direct. You know what else is going to be refreshing? That if somebody's making an error, I think he's going to be a, hold the guy accountable and not going to be talking around things <laughs> post-game. There's not going to be a lot of gotcha with Craig Council. And good. I don't think he needs that. He's a confident guy. I loved hearing him talk about the bullpen and his approach to that. We'll hear some of that later. 
But overall, the first impression was as good as I had hoped it would be. Very encouraging. I've come around. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. I, I've definitely come around. It's still, uh, I saw some stuff on social media yesterday from uh, people north of the Cheddar Curtain saying it's, <laughs> it's hard to see him in that cubby blue. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take, uh, it's still going to take a little bit of time. And, and yesterday was really the first day that you yeah. saw him in the cubby blue, in uniform. right? Right, yeah. in uniform, in the, in the, in the pajama bottoms and uh, in the pullover, <laughs> as some would like to say. But a um, couple of things. I'll agree with the pitching, David, that they're working on things, so you don't really know what they're working on. But if Dansby Swanson's 0 for 36, that's a problem. Okay, first of all, that's way too many at bats it in spring wasn't training. Last year, yes, it was. He didn't start like it. It, it, it he wasn't just. It, you're not just on the end of March when they're down in Arlington. All of a sudden, you're not going to just boom. All of a sudden, I learned how to hit. So, what are you working on to go over thirty six? Because because there's not going to be a lot of bunting, sometimes situationally, but there's not going to be a lot of bunting. Which is probably ten percent of the reason why David Ross isn't here anymore. The other thing that bothered me, and this is not just from Craig, but overall, oh, the young guys we have, we're youthful. We are youthful. <laughs> so cool to see the young guys develop. Youthful, youthful, youthful. Uh, you you you'd still you wouldn't be woke up this morning if you took a drink every time you heard about the youth and took a shot yesterday out at Cubs camp. They're supposed to apologize for having seven of the top 100 prospects in baseball. No, they're trying to cover their yeah, rear ends. Exactly. They're trying to cover the rear ends about the, the where, where the where the lack of power and offense is going to come from this lineup. Right now. again, we had this conversation yesterday. I'm sorry, Gabe. No, it's David's, okay. David's pushing the buttons here at uh, 605, 606 mark. I get it. You know, so. Mickey, it, it, who's the third baseman on Sunday? The DH is who? I mean, this this, this lineup is. Oh, wait, 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 I got to be honest. This, this is great because the season hasn't even started. Preseason hasn't even started yet. Spring training, and Dustin is on who, one, and who, I love it. Who, who's who are the Cubs playing Sunday? If 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 that's great. Uh, I will say this one. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Cody Bellinger wearing a different jersey other than a Cubs one uh, start at the start of a season. That's going to be wild. Um, <laughs> I do want to say uh, a, a little RIP to Craig Council's mom, Jeanette Council, who passed away last week, uh, February 8th. Um, so I just want to say that, start off with that uh, note. Um, but Craig Council, you know, overall impressions, first day in, in uniform. I mean, listen, what was the last good coach Chicago had? Like, like you know. One that's like bona fide, like, hey, this is a guy that's there. Best in the league. But I mean, I can't say that Craig Council. I mean, best one in the of the best, best some, considered one of the best. There, I Joe Quenville. Okay, quite some time since yes. that's been the case. Yes. So I think him being here, I would love for it to to set the tone and the standard for what coaching should look like in the city of Chicago yeah. from years to, for years to come. So hopefully he he lives up to all the hype and he does bring what he's supposed to bring to the city. But of course, it's great to see him here. You want to see – listen, the same way where the White Sox had an opportunity to shake things up and didn't, and we are stuck watching what it is they have we have in front of us, uh, I think the Cubs on the other side, you're excited to see what a guy like Craig Council can do for that team. Can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely, and we'll have a ton of questions to ask Stacey Dales coming up at 9 this morning. The Cook County Board of Review told the Bears on Wednesday that it has decided to leave the Arlington Heights property value at $192 million, which would quintuple 
its tax bill. That means there remains about a $100 million gap between the Bears and the school district on the value of the 326 acres of the land. The deadline for accepting a settlement is Saturday. What does this mean for the stadium project? I love this. This is a really awesome soap opera, a telenovela that I'm watching closely because my favorite thing in life, especially living in Chicago, is when gentrifiers get gentrified. It is my favorite thing. So it's like in Logan Square, you lived there 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you were the first gentrifiers, and now all of a sudden Logan Square is too expensive, and you hate it because you got to move because the new gentrifiers came in. It's my favorite thing, right? So in Arlington Heights, it's no different, right, where the Bears are trying to come in and gentrifiers in Heights, you know, quote unquote, and the gentrifiers that are there are like, no, this is new land. It's more expensive. This is what it is. And people are pissed about it. And I love it. It's like, no, you got to pay. This is what's going on here. So what does it mean to the stadium project? Nothing. They're still playing the game. The chess pieces are still happening. But the underlying story is just my favorite. It's one of my favorites in the city. Well, I guess my question is, what is the deadline? What is that? They have to pay the tax bill by Saturday? I, I mean, what exactly is the deadline? What does the deadline mean i think that they because the bears didn't they appeal it is that what it was a good question though but because i think it's i I don't know the answer to like you have to decide that you're going to put the shovel in the ground on saturday it's part of the negotiation it's a ploy right it's another ploy i just want to know what when we say there's a deadline what exactly is the deadline so and we heard kevin warren with jared payton part of the cuts that we played you know, Arlington is still a really nice piece of property. And if it's not developed into mm-hmm. the next Soldier Field, it'll be developed into something. They're, it's not just going to sit there vacant. It's right off the highway. It's on a huge corner. It's a huge plot of land. Like, the Bears could still – the Bears might end up making more money off of it. They're not going to – Cutting it up. They're not, they don't want to flip that. They're not flippers. But, again, remember, and I think this is the big thing with – this project. This project was started by whom? Ted Phillips. Mm. And then Ted Phillips was removed from that project and Kevin Warren was brought in. Kevin Warren didn't buy or suggest Arlington. That's what's interesting about this is because this was a very good story thoroughly reported by NBC5 and it was on the 6 o'clock news. And what it does is it just underscores how much back and forth there remains. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. The rhetoric will escalate. The leverage plays have already been in place. The pivoting to the south lot of Soldier Field, the Cranes business report two weeks ago, not accidental. Kevin Warren telling anyone who will listen how much he loves the city of Chicago, not accidental. So this is all very calculated, I think, or at least thought out ahead of time. And it does. I, I do wonder what that Saturday deadline means. I don't think the Bears are going to buckle. I don't think they want to pay that much. You heard Kevin Warren talking about being fiscally responsible, and that's why there's going to be a dome rather than a retractable roof. They're going to try to save every dollar they can in this project. I still think it will end up being Arlington Heights, but I think it's we're a ways away from there, further away than I thought we would be. Also keep an eye on this. There's that little clause in the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority uh, the, about what you can do in terms of the way you structure your, your, the bonds, and it was included in the 2021 uh, legislature and the law 
that exists. The Sox and the Bears both probably could qualify for that if they get things done mm. by the end of this calendar year. Is it a race to see who gets the stadium project planned and announced first? Is Jerry Reinsdorf and Kevin Warren in a virtual sprint to the finish to see how they can maybe get to their plot of land and put the first shovel to the ground or at least sign a document? Wait and see. Good old Chicago drama. This is just more of it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And that's the big question. And that's a big man, but Will Purdue, and he's going to be joining us this morning at 8.25 as he uh, jettisons off for the uh, All-Star break. The Bulls are now off for their All-Star break until next Thursday. You'll hear that game right here on the score against the Celtics. Celtics coming to town, giving their entire roster a week off since no Bulls are involved in the All-Star festivities. Boo. What's the word to describe the Bulls at this point, and what player has been the biggest surprise, good or bad? I think the surprise, first of all, has got to be Kobe White. I think that's an obvious answer, although I was going to go. I feel badly about feeling this way, but Patrick Williams, we're still waiting it's All-Star break 2024. We're still waiting. I know he was injured, and he hasn't played since January, and really had a very good month of December. And he was starting to come into his own. So I want to give him a break and some grace, and maybe he is and would have continued to develop at a rate. And having him and Kobe develop at the same rate would have been a lot of fun. Kobe White's a no-brainer answer there. The word for me in this first 50-some games or whatever they are, 26 and 29, 55 games, flummoxing. They're, they have flummoxed me. Flummox? Flummox. Dude. Yes, look it up. Thank you, game. I am. Trust me. I am flummoxing. Okay. Did you ever use that in Scrabble, David? Yes. He's never used it in life. I have too. <laughs> I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed by the use of flummoxed. I think I used it right, I'm gonna, actually. I'm, I'm gonna, they are confusing I'm, me. I'm I can't even spell, I can't even spell it to find out what are it means. Are they bad? I, why am I watching this game? They stink, but I want to watch anyway. They're entertaining. 
they're an entertaining bad basketball team. They don't stink as bad as they used to. It used to, and I've told the story, I used to have to put the remote by the TV and then go to the couch and put my feet up so that I actually had to get up off the couch if I wanted to stop watching them and put on a cooking show or a DIY (laughs) network show because it was a form of punishment at one point to watch the Chicago Bull. But maddening, is that a good word? Yes. Maddening last night. 17-point lead against a team that is better than you. Against a team that is better than you. No doubt about it. But then at halftime, their all-star, their all-world player decides to wake up, size of play. Is is every guy on that team, except for Donovan Mitchell, six foot ten? I mean, they <laughs> are so like... they are so long yeah. and so athletic and so good. Like they're a real threat in the East. They, they, they are they are they are a, a really, really good team. I I'd love to see them in the Celtics playing a handful of games. All those turnovers. What's with all the turnovers? Yeah. And would Lonzo Ball make a difference in the turnover situation? Please no. <laughs> Please no. But Kobe White is you were banned. Kobe White bulls. is the. Uh, th- that's fine. I- I'm happy. I'm going to miss a couple of days coming up here. Um, but Kobe White definitely the uh, the uh, nice uh, year so far. All right, you guys went the the, the good route. Uh, I'll take a I'll take a bad player. I know you're trying to be nice to Patrick Williams, but I'll I'll take another one. Um, but the word that I have is despondent. Yes. In low spirits from loss of hope or courage, and I think that's exactly where I'm at when it comes to this Bulls team. Where you watch it, just in low spirits, and it doesn't matter. Uh, but the player that I'm most disappointed in, I don't want to give any love to anybody. We know who that is, Kobe. Uh, but it's Javon Carter. I look at a guy like Javon Carter, who over the years, you know. And, and I understand it, right? You're from Oak Park. I live in Oak Park now. Shout out Javon Carter. Uh, and so you wanted to play well against the Bulls, so you would have all these great games, but you made us think here in the city that you were actually about that life and could hit the three ball consistently. And if I can just get like seven or eight percentage points higher from a guy like Javon Carter, then I'd feel much better. But five points, 0.8 rebounds, and 1.2 assists a game. Uh, not shooting particularly well from the three-point line, and that's what the Bulls got him here for. So he can shoot the three. He has no problem putting it up. The problem is actually going down, and that's my issue with Javon Carter. How about that three-pointer last night, that three-point attempt off the steal? Dude, where he air ball? airballed You're it? You're talking about the air ball? I mean, literally, Billy Donovan should have been 50 feet out onto the court with a timeout, and he should never – See Dude. the game. It was like a again. one-on-four break. He pulled it. Like he that pulled was it up and then he airballs it. I mean, you want to talk about us? F- you want to get away? A Southwest <laughs> Airlines commercial <laughs> moment that was so bad. He laughed too. I think I could have he at least hit the backboard. <laughs> that was so bad. I'm just answering your question. Oh, you can tell I watched the game last <laughs> night. Acknowledging that he thought he'd be traded in the offseason. Here's Dylan Cease yesterday. You can only focus on so much, I guess, and the more you can focus on what really matters, I think that's what's important. Either way, I'm, I'm grateful to be a Major League Baseball player, so whether I'm here or somewhere else, I'm going to try to make the most of the opportunity, and you know, that's all that really matters. So you heard Dylan Cease there. How do you think this will affect his focus as he's going to get the ball and be the day one starter for last, more White Sox? Last stat I'll say is Javon Carter last year shot 42% from the three-point line. He's shooting 33%. On the three-point line this year. Um, Dylan Cease, I mean, will it affect his focus? I, I don't think it'll affect him at all. I think when I think about Dylan Cease, he's neither high nor low, regardless of the outcome or the previous outing. And so I very much 
Like when I hear that statement, and I'm very happy to be a Major League Baseball player, sounds very much like Alex Caruso talking to the media. Hey, I am an employee of the Chicago Bulls, and I am paid to come to work every day. And I think that's what Dylan sees, who Dylan sees is at his core. And I don't know if if he goes to some contender, then all of a sudden he becomes this smiley guy who's, you know, just you know outgoing and becoming this new person. I still think he's going to be Dylan Cease. So I think the best thing that the White Sox can hope for is that he is the opening day starter, that he is solely focused on himself and not distracted by the team, and he pitches well, well enough to bring back more than he would have or or maybe the 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 haul that the White Sox were looking to get in the offseason. Maybe he can get that, you know, come midseason if he pitches well, and I think that's what the White Sox are hoping that he does. Boy, it's one day of pitchers and catchers, and I've already got Dylan Cease fatigue over, you know, is he, should he have stayed? Should he have gone? Your conversations with Getz, are you going to be, you know, is he going to, I didn't see the video. Is he got the Mario Brothers mustache going? What's he, what's he got going facial hair wise? Right? It's just, I mean, just take the ball and get people out. <laughs> He's the ace of the staff. You're going to hear a lot from Dylan Cease. He will be your opening day starter. I think he's handled things like a pro. He's as professional as they come. He's still very dangerous for a contender, very appealing for a contender. He's auditioning for every contender, every start, essentially. So he's going to bring the White Sox back a haul if he stays healthy. That's a big if. Every time you put him out there, you run the risk of him getting injured to the point where you will wonder if he gets injured why they didn't deal him by now, which is the only reason – I think you wonder about the wisdom of keeping him, the threat of injury. Otherwise, I do think as you get closer to the trade deadline, as I have said before, you're going to get desperate contenders who will overpay for an ace like him. Yes. So he's saying the right things. He's going to be professional. I don't know who his bullpen will be when he goes five innings and turns it over, but all he has to do is control what he can control, and he's doing a good job of doing that. It's a great question, and so many of them were so good. In fact, all of them I learned something from. We actually have Mark Tressman news. This one knocked me out <laughs> yesterday when I saw this. Mark Tressman, remember him? Returned to the NFL on Wednesday thanks to David's guy, Jim Harbaugh. The Chargers hired Tressman as a senior offensive assistant. What's your reaction? And if Tressman isn't the most unlikely, unexpected, former really bad Chicago sports coach or manager to resurface with another respectable job, can you name one other strong candidate? <laughs> That's mean. That's mean. But I think Mark Tressman returning to the NFL was a big surprise. But it also shows you that Jim Harbaugh has got a very, I want to say a good memory. All right, so Mark Tressman, let's go back to before the dysfunction settled in in 2014. He burst onto the scene with the Chicago Bears. Why? Because their offense was fixed in 2013. That 2013 offense that went 8-8 eight and eight for Mark Tressman and the Bears was actually pretty efficient, pretty creative, and not terrible. His design, his schematic genius is just that. He's his level of expertise that is respected around the league. His problem isn't What's in his brain is getting what's in his brain communicated <laughs> through his mouth to the, fan, to, the, to the people in front of him, to his audience. He can't command a room, but he can run an offense. So Jim Harbaugh, aware of that, wants to tap into every little bit to get the most out of Justin Herbert. I get the hire. Talked to somebody yesterday familiar with what's going on with the Chargers. 
and they thought it was you know, a stroke of brilliance, a guy who we haven't heard from before because he's that respected among offensive minds in the league. He is. I'm sorry. It's not me. Dustin's look on his face is classic. We need to tap in. I, I don't know if you're allowed to tell us your source at some point. As far as great. other strong candidates, <laughs> Can you tell me other former Chicago sports managers or coaches you never expected to resurface, Jim Boylan's got another job. How'd that happen? <sighs> you talk about another oddball joining another oddball. Now, here's what I will say, and, and I have said this. I'm on record for saying this. If Lovey Smith would have hired Mark Tressman to be his offensive coordinator, we may have seen the Bears make another Super Bowl or at least get to another Super Bowl. I thought that was a mistake. And but why, that Dustin? was how long ago? And why? Because but that was how long ago? What's Mark years. Tressman been doing since the last time he was around the NFL? Seminars. <laughs> About stocks? He's like a stock guy. Oh my God. I'm just saying, I mean, okay, now maybe maybe he can draw stuff up and then he'll give it to Harbaugh and Harbaugh can communicate it. But you're right. Like, he's the weirdest guy in the room. I mean, is it like Tressman's daughter on Twitter? Is that who you were like direct messaging, David? Come on. I mean, come on. No, what do you? Come on. No. No, no. David doesn't strike me as a guy that slides in DMs. Um, I will say this. Obviously, it was shocking to see Tressman there. What if, what if it was, because obviously there's some rumblings that, you know, Harbaugh, you know, didn't get the call because, you know, he felt scorned from a couple years ago in that coaching search. So what if Harbaugh just kind of, you know, to the Chicago Bears just to hire him to be like, you guys are just, oh, yeah, you don't want to, I'm going to take Trustman from you just so you guys can talk about it on sports radio in the morning. I could see something like that happening because Harbaugh strikes me as a guy that that isn't below something like that. Um, Coach that got a job, though, isn't Getsy like the most surprising person? Huh? Not if you talk to people in the league. In the next year? But the next year? Yes. For the Raiders? Yeah. Gar I mean, Foreman would have been my guy. Gar, Gar Foreman, Foreman, that's a good one. That's if he gets one. a job again in basketball. <laughs> he did. He worked for the Pelicans for a while. Wow. Vinny Del Negro. Oh, get- Vinny. Great announcer. <laughs> As a coach, he's a great announcer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a coach, he's great. Oh, but yeah. Oh, my God. Trust me. Oh, my God. This will be a pick six. There's your ball game. Oh, poor DePaul lost again to number one UConn, a game in town that barely registered on the sports Richter scale. The search for a coach goes on. And Ohio State just fired Chris Holtman before the end of his seventh season. Holtman was 14-11 and 11 this year, 137-86 and 86 during his tenure. At 52, does he fit the profile of the type of coach DePaul should seek, or would you advise them to avoid a retread? I think it is... Uh... Sad to think that the number one team in the country was here in Chicago, and like like you mentioned, it didn't even wasn't even a blip. Eight I mean, o'clock tip time. That that was that that's South what did Loop, that in. It's just terrible. Um, as far as Holman goes, I mean, I think about <clears throat> college sports as a whole, and you see a lot of coaches leaving, right? Just like, hey, I don't want to deal with this NIL situation anymore. I don't want to deal with the transfer portal. I'd rather have a secure job where I don't have to deal with the hoopla. So when I think of a guy like Holman, and whether or not they should, you know find someone else yeah they should avoid the retread find someone brand new find someone like early 40s that's ready to get after it that's ready to to that, that probably has a head start on this nil thing is probably like the guy at the low end of the totem pole and was dealing with that while the old school coach was really trying to recruit and hand cash under the table like the young guy was doing the nil stuff and really trying to make it work so he probably has a better grasp of it like that's what you're going to need you're going to need to inject new life especially in a depaul team like, bringing an old guy to come in, a la Tony Russo is just not going to cut it for DePaul, right? You need to bring some new life, somebody that's going to just in- inject, like, 
a newness into the Depaul program. I love the athletic director that you guys had on a couple of weeks ago. Wayne Peavy. It was just a great conversation because he seemed as though he understood the position that he was in mm -hmm. and where he wanted to go. And I love the fact that he mentioned that, you know, hey, we laid the foundation and groundwork for this, so I can be in a better position to do so. And I hope he makes the right decision uh, when deciding on who the next coach should be. Not only was the number one team in the country in town, they also put up 101 points. You don't, see, you don't see a lot of 100-point scores in college basketball. Some games, you don't even have 100 points between the two sides in college basketball in a full game, let alone one team scoring 101 points. There is one name and one name only in my mind for DePaul. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He was finally mentioned in a notes column in the Sun-Times, and that is... Tommy Kleinschmidt. Tommy Kleinschmidt should be the next head coach to Paul. You need somebody who knows to Paul. You need somebody who loves to Paul. You need somebody that if Chris Holtman took that job, he would want it for like two seasons and then he would want out and somewhere bigger and better. I respect the Tom Kleinschmidt love. I think he has gotten a lot of momentum. You saw that in the Sun Times noted and there has been letter there have been letters and a movement pushing him for the job. The Paul's very own but I think Chris Holtman, to me, should be the leader in the clubhouse right now. Because why? Dwayne Peavy's got all kinds of time to get to know him, to, to figure it out, to find out what he's all about. There'll be other candidates. But this is somebody that not only has success, has had success at a major conference like the Big Ten. He took Butler to three straight NCAA tournaments. He's been in this conference and succeeded. He's worked his way up. I don't know why they fired him. I mean, what's going on at Ohio State? They just hired Chip Kelly to be their offensive coordinator. Does anyone know what's going on in Columbus? But they fired a pretty good coach with games to go. What did he do? I don't think he did anything. He's 52. He's at the right stage. You want somebody with experience. You want a grown-up on the job. You don't want to be teaching it to somebody else. So I think Dwayne Peavy, get in touch. Slide into Chris Holtman's DMs. Do whatever you need to do. But have a meeting. Set it up. Hire a coach. Move on. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.